A real theme this week has been the issue of delegation and a number of my clients this week that I've been speaking with, my business coaching clients, have had a number of things they've really wanted to delegate and so the conversations have centred on what it is that we should delegate, how we delegate these things, who we should delegate these things to and how we structure that into our business finances. So sometimes as a business owner, we find ourselves getting stuck in the day to day to day to day grind of running our business. So we might be excellent as you know the professional within our business, but in terms of being the business owner, we can get stuck with too many administrative tasks. And this has really been a theme this week, getting stuck in these administrative tasks for running our business. So for a number of my clients this week, we've been talking about things like how to engage a virtual assistant once you've got one, how to delegate tasks to them, ditto an in-person assistant, how to actually onboard them, how to delegate tasks. And gradually, gradually, I've been going through the same process myself with my new assistants over at Crawley House, so Jess, the fabulous Jess and Josie. Um, I think what is really important first and foremost is to give yourself permission to delegate and to delegate the stuff that doesn't fill you with energy and joy and enthusiasm. It's okay to say, I don't like doing this task, I'm going to ask someone else to do it. Because just because you don't like something doesn't mean the person you're delegating to has the same feelings about that task. And it's really important to notice this. When I think about administrative, administrative staff and the tasks that my administrative team um, undertake for me and on my behalf and for my team members, for my other team members, I think about stuff that, for example, Lindy, my practice manager, the stuff that Lindy really loves doing is stuff I hate doing. Stuff I love doing, she hates doing. So, you know, we acknowledge that we each have our individual strengths. And so that helps me feel more confident when I ask her to do something for me that I'm actually not just shoving all the shit her way. <laughs> I'm actually um, knowing and recognising there are some tasks that she is far more skilled and efficient at than I am. And she enjoys tackling those things, um, especially things to do with numbers, for example. Whereas, you know, I love to have a bit of a chat. Lindy's not so keen on the whole public speaking kind of thing. I think when we think about the things that don't give us energy, so administrative tasks, um, marketing activities, recruitment, there are so many elements to running a business that might not be your favourite job. Some of those things you have to do. Some of those things you absolutely have to do or have to be involved in at least. So marketing for your business, you really, really need to stamp your DNA all over the marketing for your business. But that doesn't mean you have to do all of the marketing activities yourself. So when I'm marketing for my practice and for my personal brand, I do have people helping me with that. It's very much, uh, certainly with my personal brand for my business coaching practice, I very much create the content myself in, in the sense that the words come out of my mouth. So anything you see posted on this page has come out of 
my mouth in one, either verbally or in a written format. And then I have assistants, virtual assistants and increasingly in-person assistants. Um, Josie's going to be helping me a lot with this stuff going forward, who then help me with scheduling posts, creating things in Canva out of the, the words that I've used, um, making sure that all of my content goes to all of the other locations on social media and elsewhere that it needs to go to. So I don't need to do all of the tasks myself, but my DNA is firmly front and centre all over the content that I create. When it comes to my clinic, I have outsourced part of the social media activities for the clinic. And in that sense, I've got somebody who resources um, articles for the practice, for, for the Facebook page for the Crawley Clinic. Um, they help with writing blog articles for the website and so on. There's a lot of things that they do to help with the marketing of the practice. I have all of that um, but I don't do all of the tasks myself now was it hard letting that go letting that marketing activity go you bet it was hard what I had to do was trust I had to identify that I could things myself I just there's only one of me I can't do everything myself and at the time it was either outsource the um, the tasks to another agency or hire somebody to do it. And at the time, I just didn't have the need for a full-time in-person social media manager, if you like, for the Crawley Clinic. So I think it's really important to identify, what, first of all, what you need done. So make a list, sit down with a cup of tea and brainstorm all of the things you don't enjoy, all of the things that aren't a great use of your time, all of the things that you never seem to get to, emails. That's my Achilles heel, my email inbox atrocious. Never email me if you need my attention quickly. Um, identify all the things, all the things you never get to that misuse your time, the things that deplete your energy. Make a big long list, brainstorm all of those things. And then for each of those things, think who would be the right person to do that task for me? Cleaning of your practice, does that need to be you? Of course not, get a cleaner. Uh, buying the groceries, does that need to be you? No, your admin staff can do that for you. Answering the phones, does it need to be you? No, of course not. So thinking about all of the tasks that could be done either by an in-house staff member or an outsourced agency that can assist you efficiently and um, you know, tailored to the needs of your business. So administrative support is a classic example of this. We're seeing an increasing number now of um private practices engaging virtual admin assistants for a bunch of things, answering the telephone. If you're a sole practitioner in private practice, I was having this very conversation this morning with a couple of my clients. If you're a sole practitioner in private practice and you're trying to see all the clients and answer all the phone calls and book in everyone and chase up cancellations and chase up payments and, 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 it's no wonder you're so tired. One of the things I know is that we tend to overestimate what something is going to cost us and we tend to then write out or write off the possibility that we can actually afford that thing. So once you've identified all the things that you want to delegate and then you've started to identify who can do those things for you, you then need to get some facts in front of your face. Find out what it's going to cost you 
and then have a look at how your current revenue streams can support that additional expense. So it might be hiring an, a, a brand new administrative assistant to help you, or it might be outsourcing your admin needs to a virtual assistant, or it might be delegating your some of your marketing to an outside agency, and so on. Identify what those things are going to cost. Identify whether in real terms, don't assume. So speak to somebody who's really, really clued in with all of these costs. Speak to, if you want to know what virtual admin is going to cost you, ring the agencies that do these things and ask them, ask them. <laughs> they won't bite you and they won't, you know, steal your kidney if you don't sign up for something. They're happy to help you. HR support is another classic example where you can outsource this stuff. So find out what it's going to cost, find out what, what your current revenue stream, what the hit's going to be like on your current revenue stream, but factor in also the value of more time for you. So if you're freed up from having to do all of these extra things that just aren't your cup of tea or are making you have to sit up all night till midnight to get them all done, how much is your time worth? How much is your time worth in terms of time regained to spend with your family? How much is your time worth in terms of time regained for your own self-care? How much is your time worth in terms of time freed up during business hours for you to see more clients? When you weigh all of that up, you can then decide, and this is how delegating and fees are related and this is a really important process, so please don't underestimate the value in spending a little bit of time paying attention to all of this. If you've decided you really, really, really need help in these areas with all of these lists of things that you're not getting to or you don't enjoy doing, and you've identified that you need some support, let's call it admin support because that's the most obvious target for most people, and you've found out how much it's going to cost and you've just said, I just can't afford it that's when you know your fees are not high enough to sustain your business because the big picture impact of you continuing to do all of these things yourself is that you'll burn out. You will burn out. You'll burn out, you'll get sick of your business, you'll burn out because you haven't got enough energy for your family, you'll burn out because you haven't got enough energy for your clients. You haven't got enough time or energy to develop as a business owner and that's internal development as a business owner you haven't got enough time and energy to work on the things that are going to help your business flourish for the longer term and that's a real dangerous zone to be in because you either burn out in terms of your capacity to perform your profession or you'll throw the towel in for your business and that's a real shame because you're already doing great work in your business. You're already doing amazing things. And the longer you can sustain your business, the more people you help. So have a think about sitting down with a cup of tea and think of all of the things you hate doing and keep a little list going. Every time you find yourself doing something like, God, I'm so angry I'm having to spend time on a Sunday doing this thing, add it to your list. Before you know it, before you know it you'll have a list a mile long and you'll also have a better idea of just how much time you are spending on all of these things that shouldn't be your job or at least don't have to be your job and then you can start to see how that justifies you 
feeling the need for help. If you're feeling the need for help, it's because you need help, not because you're lazy. So those feelings that sneak in when we delegate, that feeling of feeling lazy, like I said before, if I give Lindy tasks or, or Judy or Jess or Josie tasks to perform on my behalf, you know, I know that Jess and Josie are brand new to my team and they're begging me for more things to do and I'm delegating. I'm sort of drip feeding slowly, slowly, slowly while they get used to each new task and they're desperate for more things to do. They're desperate to learn how to help me more um, and I can't wait to see what they're going to achieve when they're in full flight. They want to help. They want to do a good job. They want to know they're adding value to my business. They want to know that they're helping us help more people. And that's what happens when you delegate successfully. People have job satisfaction. People get challenges of their own within their jobs working for you or with you. And you get to help more people. So go sit down with that fabulous cup of tea of yours and a lovely pen and paper and start scribbling away all of the things that you don't like doing. Give yourself permission to say, I hate doing this thing and I'm going to ask somebody else to do it for me. Somebody who's going to be better at it because they've got more energy for it as well. You're not being lazy. Don't feel guilty. There is no business owner on the planet who should be doing everything in their business, even, even solopreneurs. We all need help. We just have to identify where we need the help, where best we need the help, who best can help us with that. And if it's an outsourcing gig, great. Get onto that. That's easy. That's easy. That's a bunch of phone calls and you found somebody and you're away. If it's recruiting somebody, that's not too difficult either. And there's always help available to get you started with the process of recruiting. Before you know it, you'll be feeling that that balance and the flexibility and freedom that working for yourself promised you is within grasp, within easier reach. So go forth, delegate all the things and tell me how you went. Have a great night. Bye for now.